definitely human. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It is 1920, the year of Cornelia Cavendish's 60th birthday. Having been reacquainted with her unlikely associates from Drakelow Hall, a thrilling expedition to the opening of a newly discovered Egyptian tomb awaits. However, tragedy has intruded into the home of their host, Lord Talbot. Our heroes must once more confront a grisly murder, a ghoulish artifact, and an all-too-familiar evil that resides in... The Infinite Bad. The Tomb of Eresnufis, Part 2 Lord Talbot's mouth opens and closes in the vain hope that the appropriate words will somehow emerge of their own accord, his eyes taking in the gruesome scene before him. Tahin lies in the centre of the room, head viciously wrenched backwards, gaping mouth missing most of its teeth. Mrs. Cavendish stands with her back to him, glaring out the window, while her young ward, Joy Dutton, scowls fractiously, and her brutish-looking associate, Mr. St. Battenberg, smiles and waves, despite the blood speckling his face. Lord Talbot's eyes meet Dorothy Taylor's, who is frozen in surprise, having just torn off the lid of his ancient canopic jar, spilling what appear to be teeth all over the floor of the study. He flicks his hand towards the body of his manservant and says, Yusuf, clean that mess up, please, sir. Now, Dorothy, what is going on here? Well, Lord Talbot, I'm afraid that everything is very unusual here. Does this canopic jar belong to you? He takes it um, and he kind of swirls it around and you can hear the teeth rattling around inside the container. He looks inside it with some interest and looks back up to you, Iskans, and he sniffs it. And uh, and his, his brow furrows and he says, well, yes, this is... This is, in fact, the artifact that I wanted to bring you into the study to, to, to show you. This is, this is why... Uh... Saved you some time. No <laughs> <laughs> uh, need to thank us. Well, this is why, Cornelia, uh, Mrs. Cavendish, this is why Henry Clifford uh, found 
the, the excavation site to which we, we are referring to. It, he proffers it to you, Cornelia, um, uh, motioning for you to take it. And, I'll and, take and look it, at it, I guess, yes. Um, and he says, Where, where's the lid? And you still have the lid, Dorothy. I, I take that as well. No, lid. he snatches it out of oh, your hand oh, right. and then presents it to you right into your face, Cornelia, and says, Could this be the likeness of Aresnufis himself? Could be. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I I take it from him and I okay. examine it. Okay. So yes, could be. As you're examining, he's got his his hands tucked into his uh, pockets of his waistcoat as he peers at you, um, like expecting you to be really excited and to like have this blow your mind. Uh, at this point, Yusuf, the other manservant, starts grabbing uh, Tashin's legs. I'm helping him with uh, the body. I'll, I'll help him carry it out. Okay, he carry uh, you carry it with him. Uh, and he seems to be taking it towards the kitchen and not knowing really any other place to to store it. Um, he seems to be visibly sweating and muttering under his breath in a language he can't understand. Now, Lord Talbot is is kind of looking at the floor and the puddle of blood there, and he seems to be lost in thought for a second. Where was this canopic jar found? Uh, it was uh, bartered for in a, in an ancient Bedouin uh, nomadic tribe travelling up the Nile, uh, and Henry Clifford himself brought it to me, saying that he had bought it for it whilst on his uh, whilst on his adventuring travels. Uh, and and the local Bedouins referenced that they had found this at a site heretofore unknown to be the the community of Egyptologists here. Very exciting, indeed. And then he goes back to his thinking, and he says, "I'm afraid we this might present a bit of a challenge for us, though, for our expedition tomorrow, for your." Expedition tomorrow. There was uh, there was a, a, a final element of preparation which Henry Clifford insisted was was absolutely essential, which we needed our good man Tashin to complete for us. He looks at each of you and he says, "Now I realise this is very uh, this is very unorthodox, but unfortunately, uh, my my good man Henry Clifford requested that opium be brought for his workers uh, at the excavation site. This is an unusual request." But he mentioned that his his uh, workers were finding themselves to be anxious and and excitable and not them, not quite themselves, and he required this opium to to calm as it act as a calmative enough for them to be able to finish the excavations. Now the problem is, and here he seems to pause again as if thinking that you will be really interested in what he's going to ask you to do. And he says the problem is that this opium is in the possession of a merchant that I've had dealings with, a man named Nabil, in the Christian quarter. Now, Tashim was my only Christian manservant here, and uh, poor Yusuf and Muhammad, I mean, they, they, they are uh, of the Islamic faith, the Mohammedans both, so they, 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 they cannot enter the Christian quarter, not in these troubled times, as good Christians. Uh, might I request that, uh, that you just pop down? Now, I, I know that I was saying before that Cairo is a dangerous city, but uh, <laughs> disregard that, there was uh, just the ramblings of a nervous man. I'm still out with the servant. I've offered him a cigarette now. <laughs> <laughs> he gratefully receives it, actually, and then you, you feel a kind of a, a, an unspoken rapport between you and Yusuf now. Uh, Does as he, he speak any English? Can I talk to him? Uh, what are you trying to say to him? Uh, I would like to shake his hand. First of all, Uh-oh. formalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I make a strength? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, ooh, that is a six. A six. Okay. Uh, a a a true 
uh, respect grows in you as you can see that his hand matches yours and it's a small hand um, but it's hard and weathered and wiry my eyes widen <laughs> uh, what is your name? <laughs> uh, he understands that question he says uh, Yusuf Yusuf, my man, Yusuf, you, you're a man I can trust. There's a cool, steely glint in your eyes. I like that a lot. Yusuf, what, what was all that business back there? Do you think you might know of any reason why your, your, your friend, the other fellow, <laughs> might have been murdered? Uh, he looks at you, nodding as, uh, to punctuate every <laughs> one of your words, and he says, Inglisi, look, Inglisi, look. Yes, good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, wonderful. It was good meeting you, Yusuf. I hope we meet again sometime. We can exchange stories when we're, when we're old men. Yes. I, I walk away sort of just muttering to myself. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're walking back down the hallway, uh, muttering to yourself, and just as you hear uh, Lord Talbot saying, well, there's absolutely nothing to be afraid of. Uh, it's just a quick ten-minute walk down the uh, cross-off of uh, Heliopolis Baron Avenue into the Christian Quarter. Sounds perfectly fine to me. What are we up to? Lord Talbot, I, I, I feel sort like we're... jaunt in the, in the sun, is it? I think that's the plan. Excellent. But first, I'm 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 feeling a little bit like you're not focusing on the fact that your manservant was just brutally murdered in a very odd way. Ah, you yes, seem to be moving point. on to the logistics of our journey down the Nile rather quickly. Miss Taylor, you're you're a darling, very very sweet. I have two other manservants who are taking care of me very well. <laughs> uh, you saw Yusuf; he's a man of incredible efficiency. Now, please, he starts bustling you out of the study. But Lord Talbot, is there any reason that you could think that Tashin might have been targeted for this sort of crime? Oh, well, I presume he looks. Uh, he looks at the shards of glass and uh, and the bloody fingerprints and the canopic jar, and he says, well, "It's probably those uh, damned nationalists, isn't it? Causing trouble for the likes of us. They probably found this poor Christian man, decided to to make an example of him. Well, I'll have the guard deal with the uh, with all of the investigation and all the 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 paperwork and all the." the administrative niceties tomorrow. But for now, we need to get you on your expedition. We need to find... You're right, Dorothy. You look quite unwell. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm ups- I, I don't. I don't fully trust that justice will be served here. We are in the midst of the British Empire, young lady. Well, that's exactly my point. <gasps> well, come on, Dorothy. There's no need for that. Well, I understand you're from a, a, a different place. A, a very young place. <laughs> Not a history or a culture of its own. <laughs> We do things a little differently around here in Cairo. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's kind of uh, popping his mouth open and closed now, looking at you, Cornelia, making these kind of sounds of like absolute astonishment and looking back at, at, at Dorothy as if you'll, you'll so get opium. a handle over it. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Um, that's what we're going to do. Oh, oh fantastic. So we've become drug dealers. <laughs> well, that's just great. Not... Dealers. Like drug mules, I think, is what we're Okay, so you're all in this together. Well, I suppose I should go along and make sure things don't go mad, as usual. Lord Talbot claps his sweaty hands together and he says, Excellent. Uh, I am absolutely in your debt. And uh, and I suppose the word uh, drug has these connotations. Medicinal tinctures. I see. My mistake. Yes, yes. well, I, I, I shall see you. I shall see you shortly then. Will we have a guide? Or 
Uh, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, he gives. He, he says, no, 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 I, I put you, I, no guide is needed. Absolutely not. Uh, he tells you 10 minutes down the road, uh, turn to the left, go into the alleyway, look for the awning that is a uh, black and white awning. Yeah, sounds perfectly um, safe. All right, then. Black and white awning. Okay. Are we going to meet Nabil? Nabil, yes. Nabil. Let's go, then. All of us? Yes. I guess all of us. Yes. All right. So you head out of Lord Talbot's home uh, towards the, the crossway that will lead into the Christian quarter. Uh, and as you go out, you can see the two... Uh, remaining Muslim manservants uh, standing loitering in the door as you can hear Lord Talbot's in his study and they're watching you go and they're speaking to each other in, in Arabic uh, and you can't quite make it out but you can sense there's a, there's a kind of tone of resignation to them uh, to their voices as, as, as you start going down towards the Christian quarter uh, where they cannot follow so the sun starts to dip now as you're making your way uh, deeper into the Christian quarter. Uh, the luxurious pavements and tidy facades of Barron Avenue have given way altogether to shabbier landscape. This one is composed of cramped off-white hovels layered against each other haphazardly, like a poorly shuffled deck of cards. You imagine you can see eyes peering at you from behind the wooden latticed bay windows that obscure the house's interior. And what should be familiar the smell of incense and the wafting sound of church bells in the air rings strange and uncanny in this city as you struggle to follow Lord Talbot's babbled directions. After a few minutes, uh, you start to feel yourselves getting lost. Make constitution saves all. Uh, 14? 13? 3? 6? Okay. Uh, the, 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 a brief argument ensues as you, Cornelia, insist that you've got the right direction uh, uh-huh. and the rest of you <laughs> and you have in fact <laughs> black and white awning Nabil. Sebastian starts making his way off what he insists to be the right direction um, Dorothy and Joy aren't sure who to follow but then you spot the black, the black and white awning and point back Sebastian! Um, I thought we were going for a pleasant stroll! <laughs> Who's this Neil we're going to talk to? Neil! <laughs> Okay, uh, and indeed you can see uh, in in this late afternoon, it seems like the entire district is almost deserted. There's only this looks like a souk, a bazaar, um, but most of the stalls have been closed up. Uh, There's a a few people just like rushing through the shadowed alleyways to get home, um, but there's not a sense of commerce or liveliness in the air. And in fact, you can see a man um, sitting behind the stall and he's sitting on a low stool and drinking tea from a glass, um, which is framed with a with a kind of gilded uh, metal rim. Uh, and he's smoking from a Nargile pipe, uh, but he doesn't even seem to be, it doesn't seem like the stall is open for business at all, but you assume this must be Nabil. Hello, uh, Neil, is it? Uh, we are looking for Nabil. Nabil! <laughs> <laughs> um, he looks up at you, uh, and smoke starts coming out of his nostrils and his mouth, and then all at once he looks very vexed, and he says, Oh, whoa. What what do you want? Uh, Neil, maybe? <laughs> he no? Lo- he looks back at you, Cornelia, because you uh, pronounced his name correctly. <laughs> Twice I pronounced it <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think this is our guy. <laughs> we are on an errand for Lord Talbot. You have something for us. <laughs> for Tashin. T- yes, but not for us. Uh, he looks down. He He's... You can definitely tell that he's understood what you're saying, uh, but now he's speaking very rapidly in Arabic and saying things like, oh, Inglisi, no, Inglisi, no. I'd like to shake his hand. 
<laughs> you proffer your hand, but um, you get no reaction from him. He's just, uh, he starts trying to like push you bodily, or not push you, but like gesture in your direction with his palms as if to push you away from him. Uh, and he's looking disturbed. around very nervously to see if anyone else is watching. I say, the opium! The opium! <laughs> <laughs> Must my be so vulgar as to say the word. The <laughs> <laughs> and then looking around to see if anyone can hear us. Make a persuasion check, Cornelia. I have intimidation. Okay, are you going to... Uh, I'm going to shake him and say, opium! Okay, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, go for it. opium, I demand my <laughs> 12. Okay. Uh, as you shake him, uh, <laughs> it's, it's more the, your, your volume that intimidates him than the, than the shaking. Um, but as your, your kind of shrillness starts going up to, <laughs> um, to peak levels, he starts getting very ner- nervous indeed. And he says, okay, okay, okay. And he looks underneath his stall and he brings back out um, a small box. And inside the box, you can see there's four uh, bottles. Uh, about a hand tall, um, so fairly large bottles of opium. And inside the box, uh, which just looks like a makeshift wooden box, there's three pipes, opium pipes as well. Mm. Um, and he looks around furtively as he has, and he kind of puts his body over it to stop it from being kind of openly visible. Uh, and he looks and he says, you pay me now. Now, as you were leaving, Lord Talbot did say that it was already paid up and they were just, you just have to pick it up. I say, Nabil, Nabil. <laughs> <laughs> We know you've already been paid. <laughs> uh, I would like to make an intimidation check uh, just by cracking my knuckles. Okay, go for um, it. Is it just yeah. the same as... There's a 15. Um, do I have any yep. modifiers? No, yeah, that's great. Um, so that's successful, and I'm going to let you make your persuade check at advantage because Sebastian backed you up with his. Yeah, <laughs> 10. But oh, I get advantage, so yeah. I get 2. 19. Nice. <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm smiling the whole time. <laughs> I'm frowning the whole time. <laughs> uh, so you don't know whether it's uh, Cornelia's finger wagging or Sebastian's knuckle cracking, um, but something has an effect on Nabil, or maybe he just wants to get you out um, of his vicinity as quickly as possible. Uh, but he says, okay, you take and go. And he starts going back into his little, uh, into the house adjoining the store, which you presume is his. Like, Thank you for the opium! <laughs> I'll put the box under my arm and we'll stride off. Okay, you can hear well, well three, three wooden bars being drawn across the door. <laughs> and you can feel his eyes peering at you as you leave from the crack. I turn and give Mrs. Cavendish a curt nod of approval. I nod back. <laughs> we can get pretty good at this. <laughs> Okay, um, so you're about 10 minutes into the Christian quarter now, and uh, you can start making your way back out. Mm. So the shadows are looming longer now, uh, and as you go, I want you to make a perception check. Six. Six as well. Ten. Twenty. Nice. So as you're going along, uh, you three start getting a little bit woozy, Mm-hmm. Uh, you start to become very, very concerned that you're being watched. I think we're being watched. I'm very concerned. In fact, you can see that there's some people just watching you from their doorways and the archways. Um, they might just be smoking or eating or trying to nap in the in, in the late afternoon heat. But, but I think can, I'm being followed. But you, yeah, exactly. You see you familiar faces. <laughs> of course, they're being watched. So, so hot, everybody's just <laughs> unbearable this heat. Probably just appreciating our fine clothes. I wouldn't pay it any mind, Dorothy. 
hello, and I wave to the people in the windows. <laughs> just to the windows in general. I think we should try to pick up the pace a little bit. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Yep. I mean, I've been dragging my feet trying to slow down for you lot. So, <laughs> so Dorothy, you're getting a little bit nervous now, um, and you start picking up the pace and trying to lead the rest of the party back towards Heliopolis and the safety of the British quarter. Uh, so at this point, it's now getting to early evening, and the sun is starting to cast long shadows around you as you start to wind your way back towards Baron Avenue. The souks and stalls of the Christian quarter are beginning to blend together, even for you, Dorothy, and your bearings start to slip away. You turn a narrow corner and you nearly trip over a low pewter tea table left in the street. Looking up, you suddenly become aware, all four of you, of nearly two dozen figures. They're standing stock still and they're filling the narrow alleyway. They're dressed head to toe in crisply black robes that obscure almost all their features. And this includes cowls over their faces, seemingly with no gap for the eyes, although you detect there might be a kind of gauze that allows them to see through it. At first, it's hard to tell even which way they're facing because the robes they're wearing are so featureless, but then you become aware of someone standing behind them. You can scarcely believe it. This is unmistakably the likeness of Angela Gresley of Drake Low Manor. She's looking as beautiful as the evening that you met her a year ago, except this time her smoky eyes are lined with fear and she doesn't seem to notice you at all. I immediately put my back up against one of the houses and try to hide So it looks like she's... What, under duress? Like they're, it they're looks like they're, fa- they're standing stock still, just looking in her general direction, but she seems frozen in fear, and her, her body language is, is crumpled up and, and frightened. I start sort of waving vigorously <laughs> at You need her. to hide, Sebastian! Angela! <laughs> Angela Grizzly! It's, it's me! Do you remember? From Drake Lohar! <laughs> Um, Dorothy, I think you've, um, you've been reading up a little bit on Egyptian politics at the moment, right? On, in anticipation of you coming here, just doing yes. your context homework. So I'm going to let you make an intelligence check. Okay. 11. Okay. So you reckon that this is the typical dress of Egyptian nationalist activists. Ah. Um, this is what it, it seems like to you, okay. but you're not sure. Uh, so Sebastian, you call out to Angela um, but she doesn't seem to respond at all. She's her eyes are darting between the it's figures. Sebastian Zid Battenberg, <laughs> Angela, Angela. I don't think she can hear me. <laughs> the the rest of you, what do you do? The figures don't seem to be reacting to um, his to his shouting. Oh. You said you pressed your uh, sorry, yeah. Joy. You said you pressed your back against the wall. Yeah, I'm kind of hiding myself behind a pillar. Make a stealth check. Fifteen. 15. Okay. Uh, you feel like you're pretty well hidden. You're not sure if anyone's looking in your, in your direction right now, but if the figures do turn around to, towards you, you feel like you could be pretty concealed. Well, we're not blocked in, right? As in, we've, we've you could go back the way you came. Into an alley, and that's where yeah. they are, but we could just hide Is there an exit on the other to. side? Like, is Angela in... Uh... So Angela is standing in a doorway, actually, of a building. So she, it doesn't look like she has an easy exit. It looks like the, these figures have her cornered, but you could just turn around and leave. If you, if you so chose to. I don't think we can, Cam. No. Certainly not. I walk towards the uh, the robed figures. They don't okay. seem to mind Sebastian, so... Yeah, let's Sebastian. <laughs> but we are carrying opium, yeah. Yeah, she, who's, who's carrying this <laughs> box of opium? <laughs> with <laughs> pipes sticking <laughs> out of it. <laughs> so... I guess I'll try to look as nonchalant as I can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the opium, and like, I'll just stay over here. You're like, this box is pretty me. hot, guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> if we have to make a run for it, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna have this head start already. <laughs> we all know you're gonna be miles ahead of us. I'm gonna move Cornelia's scarf to just cover up the box a little bit more. Her shawl. Mm. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Good. Sebastian, are you stepping towards I'm Angela? I'm walking then? towards Angela. Okay, so you're gonna have to push past the figures. You okay with that? Uh, uh, excuse me, I, I've just spotted someone I know. <laughs> just and I try and like push my way politely through. You seem to be just blocking the entire street. <laughs> just okay. So as soon as you do this, uh, it's as if um, it's as if a fan is snapping shut, and all this kind of semicircle of about two dozen figures contracts towards Angela um, as you try to push past them. And now you can see with a flash that they're all carrying knives, short stabbing knives, kitchen knives, weapons of circumstance that they have, may, might have picked up anywhere, razor blades, and they're all stabbing Angela before you know it. Um, dozens and dozens. Of you, all you can hear, though, are the sounds. They're doing it in absolute silence, not saying anything. All you can hear are the sounds of, of Angela's flesh and clothes tearing, just this kind of dry tearing sound, and Angela's low moan um, as the knives start going into her lungs and her voice starts getting weaker still as she just starts crumpling to her knees. So this has happened within seconds. So now what do you want to do? Uh, just freeze. Just like, oh, uh, I guess I would like to try and still save her somehow. Okay. Um, so you, you, there's literally guess... about 24 of them. So do you want to start, what, hitting them, trying to pull yeah, them off her? start punching. I feel like I'm going to go and try to, like, restrain, like, pull him yeah. back. Like, this seems like a very bad Pull Sebastian time. back. Yeah. Okay. Like, he's the most ostentatiously British person in our... Like, it's not a good <laughs> idea to be waiting to a bunch of Egyptian nationalists. Like, oh, and, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to try... I'm going to maybe go forward and try to, like, okay. pull him back a little okay, bit. Okay, so that's Dorothy. I'm Cornelia. adopting a running position. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like... Ducks under one arm, one hand on the floor, crouched, and ready to spread in the stocks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Joy? I think I'm preparing myself to follow behind um, Cornelia. Just, yeah. I don't know, maybe to protect her a little bit, but also trying to keep myself concealed and ready for whatever's going to happen. Okay, cool. So, um, Sebastian, what did you say? You're you trying to pull off or yeah, push I'm, through? Yeah, I'm trying to push through them to... Make a strength check. Dorothy, also make a strength check as you try to pull Sebastian back. That is a seven. Oh, it's a four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So they both fall over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's kind of just an ineffectual struggle as you're trying to push through and Dorothy's weakly pulling at, your, at the, the, the back of your jacket. Sebastian, we need to leave here right now. Yes, bad boy. Mr. Simba, sing bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> do a persuasion check? Uh, yes, go for it. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, uh, make a will save. Sixteen. Sixteen, oh. okay. You <laughs> really want to get killed by <laughs> Okay, it's been about 12 seconds since the stabbing started, uh, and it's over now. Uh, you can see that the, the people, the figures in robes, immediately start dispersing uh, down alleyways that you didn't even know were there until you can see one of them just, like, burrowing into it seemingly out of sight within within moments um and 10 seconds more and there's no one left uh you can hear a cat wailing in the distance but besides that the only thing you can perceive is angela gresley's bloodied corpse in a heap on the floor dorothy i think something strange is going on here i think you might be right sebastian it's a mystery hmm. can we search her for like her does she have a bag on her or can we search her pockets uh, yes, so you can investigate the body. Have a look. 
Five. Five. So she's dead from multiple stab wounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, besides that, you can perceive that uh, she is dressed as if she's going out. It's kind of an evening dress. Um, it's a dress that you would expect to see at a party. Uh, it's got like sequins on it and stuff. Um, besides that, she's carrying nothing though. Where did the uh, other two get to? Yeah, at this point, I'm running up to join you and see what's happened. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll join them. I still want to be ready to run though. <laughs> <laughs> Does seem sensible. Okay, so yeah, the four of you are now arrayed around uh, Angela Gresley's body. Angela Gresley, do you remember her? You know, when we all had that oh illness gosh. or something, or that hysteria, we all thought some strange things. Nonsense, of course, but uh, yeah, weird coincidence. I would like to uh, get rid of this opium. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to Lord Talbot. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so you make your way back to Baron Avenue and the safety of Lord Talbot's house without further event. Uh, Lord Talbot greets you while well, Yusuf opens the door for you, but Lord Talbot is there in the entryway, in the entry hallway, uh, and he grabs the opium with glee and delight, and he says, Yes! The expedition is back on, my fellows! I first of all nod at Yusuf. Cut <laughs> <Kurt> nod. <laughs> yeah, he, he nods vigorously death. back at you. <laughs> um, I say, oh, Did you know Angela Grizzly? He blinks and he says, uh, Excuse me? Of, uh, Sir Nigel Gresley. Ah, yes, Nigel. He was a good guy. Uh, Gresley, I believe you mentioned them in our correspondence, but... Uh, we have just seen her murdered. My goodness. Lord Talbot, and you said these streets were safe. <laughs> yes, yeah, safe is not the word I would have used. <laughs> what, what was a Gresley doing in Cairo, for goodness sakes? I cannot imagine. Sightseeing, maybe? Why are we here? <laughs> Kill my birthday! <laughs> <laughs> and you say slain in the street. Mm. Like a like an animal. Who is responsible well, for this? No, like a person. <laughs> <laughs> Who was murdered by criminals. <laughs> in point of fact, it was horrible. What did these butchers look like? They were dressed in full black robes. <laughs> my god, the uniform of the nationalist! He swivels and points a finger at you, Dorothy. <laughs> Do you see now, young lady, how far this has gone? I don't think it's necessary to literally point fingers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his finger quivers and he, and he withdraws it back into his waistcoat pocket, um, which strains against his belly. And he says, well, uh, well Lord Milner himself will know about this and he'll, um, I'm sure this will influence his opinions. But you, Ford, no, uh, you shouldn't uh, trouble yourselves with this, uh, with this Tragic turn of events. Uh, you have an exciting expedition to go on. There is new knowledge to be gleaned in these sands, bloody as they may be. Uh, I would, uh, I would counsel you to to stay here, relax, unwind, and then tomorrow uh, the steamboat awaits you. Yes, I, I can't pretend the sense of adventure hasn't somewhat subsided after all that. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't understand is why they didn't attack us if all they were doing is trying to kill British people. Yes. I think there's something not quite... Yeah. I don't think this is actually about Egyptian nationalism. I feel like that's a cover. Yeah. I, I, I feel like perhaps if they were... If they really were nationalists, they, they probably would have tried to kill me for certain. I think they would certain. have tried to kill you very hard, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all of us, though. I think we're all, you know, mm. very white. We and, are very white, yes. And we are here to... But I am beloved. No one wants to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lots to think about. Mm. <laughs> 
Brandy? <laughs> yes, I'll have a brandy. Will you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to the hard stuff. The sun has set on Cairo, and the last groans of Angela Gresley still echo in our heroes' minds. They retire to the lounge to drink, to soothe their fraying nerves, and to prepare for the long journey ahead. Now supposedly safe in Talbot's house, Dorothy, Cornelia, Sebastian and Joy find it surprisingly easy to convince themselves that the unpleasantness they witnessed was little more than an unfortunate coincidence, and that once they set sail on the Nile, all these tragedies will be left far behind. Little can they comprehend the horrors that await them. You've been listening to The Tomb of Aresnufis, written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling, with music by Jonathan Day. Starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton. I am Giorgio Mariani, Game Master. You can follow The Infinite Bad, as well as our other podcast shows, on Twitter at HumanDefinitely and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. The Infinite Bad is a Definitely Human production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.